The Diatribe podcast promotes unfiltered and honest conversations for people of color. These conversations are centered around real-life experiences. Through storytelling, each episode encourages openness, self-love, self-care, and balance. I think the most commonly asked question when it comes to people of color is, what are you? (laughs) Or where are you from? The worst is when you either dodge the question or directly answer the question or dance around the question. It'll be followed by, no, where are you really from? Even though you could have been born in the exact same city as the person who's asking you. And that being a Canadian or American city. It's just the most commonly asked question. And I think it's such an interesting topic to bring up and discuss because I grew up in, I would say, a very diverse household. And my guest today, who is my husband... Yes, here I am. <laughs> ...was also uh, raised in a really diverse household, even though he was born and raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I was too, though. Yeah, but I'm super Canadian. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> There's no such thing as super Canadian, but yes. So welcome to the show, my love. Oh, thank you for having me, my love. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, this is my husband, Nick. Nico, I call him. I call him young. Nicholas Poupinot. I, th- I think we'll do a lot of young back and forth in this Probably. podcast, I think. Uh, yeah. Who am I? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm your husband, uh, baby father, uh, <laughs> a rapper extraordinaire, mm-hmm. shameless plug for Zoo Legacy there. Um, and yeah, I, it's funny that you started the podcast with that question because you asked me that question. And then the classic response that I give is, oh, guess so you make it some sort of stupid no, game. <laughs> actually, I didn't ask you the question. I was kind of guessing it, but mm-hmm. you directly asked me because you get asked a lot. That's right. Where are you from, man? What's your background? It's I'm, Because I'm, you are super cultured. I mean, I, I like to think so. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, it's funny we're having this, uh, this conversation because literally yesterday I was getting my hair cut. And uh, the guy who's cutting my hair asked me, like, where are you from originally? Is the question <laughs> that he asked me. Um, and, like, it's funny because... It, it, like it all it all depends on how you want to answer that question or kind of how you want to think about it um because my dad is from Haiti and then my mom is from Canada and even when i say that people are like what do you mean canada I'm yeah. like my mom was born in ottawa she was raised in ottawa like she's from ottawa like she's just like this white <laughs> lady you know what i mean like there's no other way for me to put it like i don't have this elaborate story to explain where my mom is from um so i think that that throws people a little off guard and then what throws people for an even greater loop is that like obviously you can't see me because this is a podcast um but my hair is super straight right and my brother has an afro so like usually your hair is not straight at all you have very curly hair but i mean like the texture texturally speaking it's like it's coolie hair as they call it yeah. when i was younger right so my brother has this afro and me i have this more white looking hair so people would never put me into like a mixed category right because yeah. typically or I, I guess i would say like i don't have a lot of the black quote-unquote features right um whereas you know my brother has this afro so he that's like automatically <laughs> pegs him as like this mixed kid you yeah, know yeah so i think it, it's funny that um that we bring this up especially because obviously me being half white and half haitian you being malaysian and indian um and then we have this little baby girl who's a mix of all of these things mm-hmm. right so um yeah it's, it's it's an interesting thing to think about because i get this question like basically anytime i meet somebody new i think it's an interesting thing to talk about because i get asked the question a lot and i'll be honest my answer really differs 
based on who's asking the question. If I feel like upon answering the question, we're going to sort of, how will I say this without sounding like it? I don't get upset or offended at all, but when people ask me, you can kind of gauge whether they're just genuinely interested and Mm -hmm. you know, it's cool. It's new. And I, I love the curiosity, right? but you can tell when someone's trying to pick apart differences between you and the person. And you know, a lot of people unconsciously do it. Right. They don't realize. And it's not that, you know, I'll make up a name. Sarah is asking me because she wants to know, you know, uh, why I smell a certain way, what <laughs> what I cook for dinner or whatever. I think she's genuinely doing it because she wants to see, oh, okay, that's why maybe she talks like that or that's why, you know, she's like, she looks like this or that's why it's like that. And that might seem harmless to some people, but I think I can speak for myself coming from like a Punjabi Malaysian culture background. Right. It really like alienates me because... I have my I had my own struggles growing up with that. I think the more that like I look around people that I know and all my friends and so on and so forth, like I think at a certain point, I think every kid is going to be biracial or mixed one way or at another. At some point, nobody. I don't. I'm not saying that there's no such thing as race, but I don't <laughs> see race. I don't care to ask somebody what's your race, where are you from? Mm-hmm. You know, even though like my whole life, my whole childhood, my parents could look at a brown person and know what type of Indian they were. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different types of Indian. They could tell what type of Indian they were. They could tell what caste they were. Like, it's crazy. And those things, not so much to my parents, more so my my grandma. Right. But those things matter. And there's people in my family, even like aunts and uncles, that that shit matters. And what I think is is also interesting, so, you know, you have this world where people ask this question a lot. But when I was a kid, though, or even now... I get a lot of people that just make assumptions about me. So what I mean is like, I spend a lot of time in New York and when I go to New York, everybody opens up their conversation with me speaking in Spanish. I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I mean, you I, do. What, I mean, what I've learned from from my boy Bad Bunny or Daddy Janky, you know. But or I, I mean, guess all, from all these people opening up these <laughs> conversations with you, and you're like, well, I guess I got to roll with it. Well, it's like, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. I was at the airport, and I was trying to figure out kind of how to get to where I was going, and I couldn't get someone to speak to me in English, only only in Spanish, you know. Um, or like in Ottawa, for instance, there's a big, you know, uh, Middle Eastern population so i'll get a lot of oh like are you arab or then obviously with you and i being together a lot of people automatically assume that i'm indian right or yeah or, or that i'm punjabi like you know look at our sangeet you know i'm wearing the full outfit and everybody's <laughs> like oh you look you look just like you you look the part you know what i mean you and, look it and at our wedding sean um one of nick's groomsmen our really close friend actually started off the speech by saying everyone I got to let you in on a secret. <laughs> Nick is not Indian. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and that's that's the thing, right? And like, I grew up, my brother would joke around and call me Aladdin and stuff like that. Like, that's so it's funny. different. And you know what's really funny, too, is that like, I think a lot of people, um, when they th- when they ask me like, oh, so hold on, you're, what do you mean your dad is black and your mom is white? So I get it in both ways. First of all, they don't realize that my dad is like black you know what i mean like my dad is just a haitian man who came from haiti and i'll be honest like obviously now that we're married and you're my you're my you're my person i'm your bae you're my family (laughs) it's funny because people will be like oh almost like taking away that you're taking it away that like no he's not 
really black because he doesn't look like it. And mm. I'm like, he's Haitian. He's a Haitian man. <laughs> and I really like people eat, or they would see your dad's photo in our house or mm. or or when I explain like, yeah, his dad was Haitian, like fully Haitian. They're like, oh, so he's his dad was black, black. And I'm like, what the hell? Like as opposed to what kind of. yeah, And, and, and like and like what? what now i and you know i don't try to make these conversations comfortable for the other person at all because it's always uncomfortable for me like Mm -hmm. so what what now yeah well i mean what are we we were moving on from the like topic i just think that yes there are different religions and races in the world but people don't realize by asking certain questions you're differentiating and alienating the person Unless, unless the, you know, like it's cool, ask me whatever, but don't make it a whole conversation. And what's think about what the purpose is of asking me, right? And and I think that that's the important part is to understand where the questions come because I get this question a lot because like honestly, I'm really ambiguously racial. Like if you look at me, you you can't. People don't know. You could be anything. People assume. I think you guess one of the guesses was like French Polynesian or something like that. You guessed I, that. No, I you, everybody says that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought you said, French uh, you Polynesian. said Polynesian. I said Greek. I said native. Well, a lot of people say Greek because they're lazy with the last name, right? But, <laughs> but but what I think is the most important part of it is where is it coming from, right? Because I think that I, I'm going to continue to get this question my entire life. That's yeah. 100% for sure. That's just how my life has been. And I think that it's going to continue that way. But to your point, I think a lot of people, they get like disappointed when I'm not what they think I am because they want to talk to me in Arab. They want to talk to me in Punjabi. They want to talk to me and they, they want to connect with me on that level. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm half black and half white. That doesn't yeah. fit what you are going for. Yeah. And like this happens to me very often, right? So like even the barber, you know, he was expecting me to say something like Middle Eastern or something along those lines because he was, he, he was Middle Eastern. So he wanted to speak Arabic with uh, me. They were speaking Arabic when they're cutting my hair. But you're like, yo, I lived in Ottawa my whole life. I can yo, chop up in Arab. Some, I got some words, you know, I in mean, my pocket. I, I definitely got some words. It's just like I see a lot of dis- not, not disappointment, but people are like, oh, and then the conversation ends there. Or to your point, like I, you know, I do like he's Arab. I understand. He just wants to speak his native tongue with you. He's not trying to alienate you. You know, he's mm. just like, yo, can I chop it up with this guy? Maybe talk about homeboy over there in our language. Yeah, yeah, He's trying to connect. But it's different when like, it's like on a daily basis, we run into these uncomfortable thing situations or whatever. And I have no problem being like, girl, that's not right. Or that's not cool. So whatever. Or I like to educate or just let them know how I feel. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do we on a daily basis kind of deflect from these or if you're uncomfortable you're uncomfortable how just how do you deal and like you know reina people already ask me now all the time mm-hmm. oh she looks like she looks white but she looks like this but she has the curly hair and the exotic eyes so what what is she mixed she's mixed a lot of things right like yes she has all these mixes but like so what yeah well what, what, I, <laughs> what i would hope and and i think that you'll agree with me so like when I'm dropping off or picking up Reina from daycare, same thing for you. There's not one, like there's so many mixed kids in those classrooms or like in, in those daycare centers. Yeah, so like so many beautiful babies. Yeah, in class. So when I'm going there, I'm like, damn, like I think that as we progress further and further because of the amount of like, you know, just the reality is that there's so much um, mix, like there's so many mixes happening that I think that like, hopefully when and Reina's like, my age which is too old to mention uh but when she gets older that hopefully like that isn't really a thing anymore because everybody will be a mix of something or something or something you know because when i grew up like it was very interesting because like being black was cool like 
everybody wanted to be black when I was young. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, that was the whole vibe. Everybody wanted to listen to hip-hop music. Everybody wanted to ball. Everybody wanted to do these things that were, like, culturally identified as, like, oh, these are black things. And I had a very interesting experience with it because, like, I did identify more, I think, in high school with my black side, I guess. But also, like, I still did a lot of, quote-unquote, like, white things. Like, so... I would be playing basketball with the homies, but then I would also be like on the ski club or yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's funny because you, even till this day, you surprise me when you talk about certain interests or certain things you're going to do. Like the other day you're talking about, you know, I'm going to go hit the slopes. I got to go skiing. I'm going to get a day pass and go, you know, do the whole thing. Hell and yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. Like you're so diverse with the things that you do. And it's because you genuinely, I don't even know if you really had the true appreciation for it, but you just dived into both worlds. Well, and and I think it's interesting because, like, my mom, who's, so my mom is white and my dad is black, so my mom would teach me certain things, and then my dad would teach me things his way, right? So, like, it was kind of diverse in the sense that because my mom and my dad were divorced, it wasn't like they were co they were co-parenting, but it wasn't, like, all in the same household trying to no. mix this melting it's pot. It's two different lives. That's right. So, like, I would be eating fried plantain, and then I would be eating, like, Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie, straight <laughs> up. So, so like, I, I can make you fried plantain or I can make you shepherd's pie if you want. And I think that these are things that are, are kind of, um, these are the benefits of it, right? But where I think it's a little bit interesting is kind of in the corporate world, I see a lot of people more comfortable with me because, to your point, like, I'm black, but I'm not really black is how they kind of see it. So they're like, oh, well, you know, he has like white hair and he kind of can talk white. So this makes sense or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, maybe if I was maybe I wouldn't say like you have white hair. I would just say your hair is not the typical I don't have thing my brother's, that people look for what black hair should. That's, look like. that's right. Yeah. I don't have my brother's afro, let's say. Yeah. And I think because of that, people kind of are like they kind of are, are more like white people I'll say specifically are a little bit more comfortable with me mm -hmm. and it's funny that way because I think that my whole life has kind of been this weird balance of like okay um, you want a white Nick or you want a black Nick you mm -hmm. know what I mean and, and kind of I can cook up w whichever version you like yeah but the thing that I'm 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 really happy about is kind of as I get older or as I've gotten older, you just kind of become comfortable and rooted in who you are, right? Like yeah. you're just a person. So like, I don't see myself as like this half black, half white person. Yeah. Um, I'm just myself. And like, yeah. what that means is like, yo, I like skiing, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to listen to Drake on the slopes <laughs> or, but that also doesn't mean that I'm not going to listen to like a Joe Rogan podcast on the way home, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, all over the map. Right. So I think that the more we, really embrace kind of like a diverse thought or like a diverse way of approaching things we get the benefit of it like you get the best of all of these worlds whereas like a lot of times people see it as like oh are you black or are you white because there's benefits that come with both or like you know mm -hmm. they want to segregate you or they want to yeah. connect with you on something right yeah so it, it's always been interesting to me and especially when people see my dad like whoa he's black like there's no mistaking he's black <laughs> he's just a Haitian man and and I'll never forget like I was traveling with my mom one time and we're going oh. we're going to we're we're crossing the border oh um we're about to take a plane and they're like oh um who are you traveling with I'm like oh I'm traveling with my mom and they're like who's your mom and I point to this white lady and the guy's like sir seriously who's your mom and I'm like my mom is right there wow a whole scene at the airport yeah and and I think that just like you know, it's it's interesting because you don't know how people see you because you just live your life as yourself, right? You yeah. don't think about it like that. But I'm constantly confronted with this question of like, 
oh where where are you from and how do you balance that at work because i'm sure there's some listen let's be honest there's some people at work that don't want the black nick let's be real i don't think so (laughs) i think at work specifically it's definitely hard to you know how do i put this they want to vert like a corporate you know they want that corporate polish or whatever right so like they want the black person who fits a certain quota or is like a you know token visible minority person um so they don't want you to be all the way black you know what i mean but they're happy with you being like oh your culture that's cool and we're hitting some quotas or whatever the case it's kind of like okay we have one person of color in this department this uh part of the you know yeah and and what i think is the most interesting about that is like you know, at work, you just kind of have to try to be yourself the best way that you can be in a, in a kind of a corporate way, right? Like, everybody yeah. has this work, th- like, everybody has this balance with work where they have to kind yeah. of put a corporate version of themselves out there. Yeah. And, like, when I first started working, um, you know, they would put me on the spot to do, like, a lot of rap, like, freestyle rap about work. And, like, you know, they'd put, like, promo videos on. They'd be like, could you write a rap about this? This is so oh cool. You I'm know? rolling my eyes right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't see, but yeah. I just did a heavy eye roll. Almost yeah. got stuck. <laughs> and, and then what's crazy is, like, for the first time in a long time, I had a black boss. Where would you say for the first time in forever? <laughs> the first time in forever. Um, <laughs> I had a black boss. And, you know, he taught me a lot about no man we don't rap at work we don't do stuff like that like you we're not we're not a puppet we're not here to be a clown yeah yeah and and for the first time i felt like oh damn like maybe i was a little bit naive like maybe people do think i'm like a clown or something like that and like i'm there for like their entertainment so to speak and you know that black boss told me yo listen you know a lot of people think that I hired you because you're black and I'm black, mm. not because you're the most qualified or whatever the case may be. I think that's be. so fucked up. It, it is. And I was a bit naive to that because I wanted to always believe like, nah, everybody's like my parents, black, white, yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, who cares? But the reality is, is that like, you know, it's this kind of like unspoken thing. And, and I don't want to say that people are racist or whatever, but I think that people are more comfortable with people that look like them and sound yeah. like them and talk like them. And honestly, I'm not like, it's not, there's a fine line right and it's not racism if you're curious or asking questions but if you're asking questions and it's just uncomfortable shit Mm -hmm. you gotta know that that's some form of alienating the person like i said earlier yeah and and like it's really funny because even like take our music for instance right so i'm in a band and we make this like indie rock that mixes kind of indie rock and hip-hop together right and when we were first putting our music together i had a really I had to really think about, okay, am I going to use the N-word in our music? Because when I was mm. rapping by myself, I would openly use the N-word in my music um, because, like, it is what it is. I'm mixed. So so is J. Cole. So is Drake. So are all these people that are just, you know, saying, saying the N-word wherever, wherever they feel fit. Did that change later on? So there's a couple things. So I, I, I kind of approached it in a different way. So... I never use we we so we didn't use the N word in our music and we don't use the N word in our music. That's with Zoo Legacy. That's with Zoo Legacy at, at Zoo Legacy <laughs> on Instagram. So, so we don't use we don't use it. And also, like I remember talking to one of the homies that was like a little bit further in his musical career than I was, and right. he was he was getting some success. And I remember asking him like, "Yo, like, what's your take on this whole thing?" And he was like, "Yo, listen, there's so many words in the English dictionary, and you're like a modern day poet." 
that's super corny to say, but you, you know, you're a rapper and you're supposed to pride yourself on your lyricism. You yeah. can't find more words to use than that. Like you have to really mm. fall back on that. And I was like, okay, cool. Challenge accepted. Facts, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Challenge accepted. But it's funny. Cause like, especially with stuff like the N word and like this cultural thing, like you'll see there's a lot of people in the Latin community or a lot of people in the, like the middle Eastern community that use these words that are like, wow, I don't know. And like, I feel like now though, imagine if I put out a Zoo Legacy song and I put like, you know, the N word in there, I think people would be like, whoa, that's aggressive. Yeah. And then especially I would have to, because you have like two white bandmates, band members on, on stage with you. Who are African, but yeah. And, well, they are South African. Yeah. But yeah. I mean like. No, it, visually it would be weird, right? They're, but they're, they're South African, but they're not black. No, they're white. Like I'm, I'm Canadian, but I'm not white. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think that. You know, I would have to do a lot of explaining to people. You yeah, know? you would. Oh, you know, no, I'm half black, and like I would have to constantly be pleading my case. Um, whereas maybe if I, I I looked a little bit more black, or if I looked a little bit more distinguishedly, okay, he's mixed. You know, he's biracial. Yeah. Because yeah. people see me now, and they're like, oh, this guy is brown? Question yeah. mark. You know. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because like when I I don't want to say when I was younger, I'm gonna be completely honest in my like late teens. Even now, people still say this to me, like, oh, what, what's your mix? You look so exotic. It's such a classic line. Mm. And I remember, like, in my late teens, it would I would take it as a compliment. Right. Not realizing that it's like, you can't possibly just be Indian because you look nice. Mm. And now, when I think about that, I'm like, well, damn, that's so fucked up. Going back to, like, feeling like that was a compliment, it's like people don't understand that being i just want young girls to know that being indian is beautiful just being a purely what you are is beautiful mm -hmm. and i used to feel like i would have to explain and be like i'm punjabi but we're from malaysia and then people literally more than one person would be like well you must be mixed somewhere down the line because you look like you're mixed mm -hmm. and it's just like what does looking what does looking like you're mixed look like yeah one well, like even more so than that so i'm I, just i'm just like thinking about how many times reina's gonna be asked that question and how many times we already get asked that question well and, and i think what's what's very interesting so for me um my f how i learned to speak french obviously came from a haitian household right like mm -hmm. that's where i learned how to speak french so when you hear me speak french it's haitian as fuck like it's not it's not quebecois it's no, not like you it, don't it's, sound like so, quebecois. so it sounds very very distinctly haitian and I remember working in a call center and being on the phone speaking French, and I would have people who were like Quebecois saying like, oh, you know, I need somebody who speaks my kind of French, or you don't yeah. understand what I'm saying. And it's like, it's so funny, because if they could see me on the other side, they would be like, whoa, like, how did this guy speak this kind <laughs> of French? Who am I talking to? 100%. And like, I, even, <laughs> I even, you know, when I started working at the bank at head office, I later on moved on to better roles, but I started off on the phone, and I would literally get, my name is Pearly. Like, mm -hmm. it's pearly, so... I mean, my full name is Pearl Deep, but I'm not ashamed of it at all. It's just when my parents gave me the name, they never called me that. Right. Nobody ever called me that. Mm -hmm. And my name was supposed to be Pearly, but my grandma wanted it to be a little bit Punjabi. Right. Even she never called me that. And I just... I just, like, remember customers being like, oh, it's so refreshing to get a Canadian yes. person yeah, yeah, who yeah. speaks fluent English of on the course, phone. Of course, And, you know, like, I would... They're, they, you're trained to, like... Be like, yeah, tolerant. Cool. yeah. You're, they, you're literally trained to be tolerant of racist shit on the phone. And one time, I was like, just 
a little pissy and just almost done this job like i got a better job mm. and i straight up told the person like i'm punjabi and i can speak more than one language and this isn't my first language mm-hmm. and they were just like ah well yeah you know you're pulling my leg and i'm like why is that a joke why is that a bad thing <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and and i think that like you get that a lot especially working these like these call center jobs like all go all through university and like high school i would work these jobs and like it's so funny like i remember working at this one company where like i would do surveys for people right and they would have me calling like everywhere so you would call texas sometimes right oh my god so like to get my survey numbers up i would put on like this fake texas accent are you serious be like yo Uh. do you want to talk about the texas lottery and i had the highest scores on my team like i would kill (laughs) the surveys and like these surveys were the worst they were like 50 minutes long you're asking people about their tendency to buy lottery tickets and stuff like that like it's crazy so fucking weird so like you know again like it's just like it speaks to people being comfortable with what they know you right. know and i think to your point when people ask you like oh where are you from it's about it's about one of two things one genuine curiosity which is cool like that's so yo, cool and, and and i think that that's where you know what i think we all need to be um people of color need to be conscious of that we need to be conscious of not being offended by the way certain people ask questions mm-hmm. by all means take offense when it's uncomfortable yeah. or you know but i think we need to just be tolerant sometimes and even when people are being offensive be open to educating them or letting them know and you know if that person's not open to have that kind of conversation then you know you're not going to fucking change this person's mind it's not worth it don't react just let them know what's whack and they'll know what's whack and Maybe one day they'll learn about it. But I think we need to just be conscious of that. And for non-people of color, my white friends, um, be be aware that like some questions might be uncomfortable, what? like straight up might be uncomfortable. And I have I actually have like white friends who are also in mixed relationships and have biracial babies as well. And one of my like, I would say she's my best friend. She's like the first white person that I've met that has never asked me uncomfortable questions. Right. And she also has her babies are mixed Haitian, beautiful little babies. And I think she, as her daughters grow, will also kind of, I'm sure she's already been asked uncomfortable questions, you know, like, I think so, yeah. Are these your babies or like, what what are your baby's mixes? And that's fun and cute for now. But I think when her daughters grow up and are really trying to find their own identity, Mm -hmm. they'll have more questions. She'll be asked more questions. And, we're going to find, I'm definitely going to do more research and find some resources to post for, you know, my white friends, mm. what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And for people of color, it's kind of like, I don't want to get into it, but the Kevin Hart thing with the, with the LGBTQ, LGBTQ2 community Nailed it. and the Oscars. Um, I'm, I totally think that the tweets he made, some of them were fucked up. Some of them were not meant in a derogatory way whatsoever, but him apologizing and him being open to you know let everyone know that he's evolved those aren't his views or that's not what he jokes about now that kind of opened up a conversation for educating and and healing right right and i think we all need to be open to that we all need to be open to okay you know that was not cool what was stated or i don't feel comfortable in this now how can i take advantage of this open wound right now and this vulnerability and just conversate and discuss it when and i think that there's two sides to that right so the one side so so my white side of me is telling me that you know as as a like 
people that are white or, or like my white friends or, or anyone that we're having conversation with, you know, I, I don't shy away from questions. You know me, I'm one to make it, you know, comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. Like if somebody has a question, I'm always going to assume that you're not trying to offend me or you're not trying to be, you know, yeah. like I, I remember one time, um, you know, in school. So Haitians eat a lot of plantain. It's not called plantain, by the way. I just want anybody, everybody to know that it's called plantain. You starting a, you starting <laughs> a Haitian Jamaican beef right oh, now. No, no, I'm just giving you facts, but we'll move on. <laughs> uh, um, so, the, so, you know, we eat plantain and I remember, you know, bringing plantain to school one day in my lunch and someone being like, oh, you, you eat like fried bananas? And I'm like, no, these are plantain. And people are like, what do you mean? So, this person is probably posted up at yeah. the gentrified Jamaican spot right now <laughs> getting fried plantain. Well, so, so, then, so then I shared my fried plantain with them and they were like mind blown like whoa this is yeah. like you know ben and Pizze, this is crazy this tastes so good and so on and so forth that's dope like when people are open to it i think honestly it sounds i know i, I sound crazy sometimes but like shit like that will change the world well, and you just change this person and this person might have grown probably grew up in this you know unaware household and this person probably went back to the house this the family and the, at the next family gathering brought plantain and put everybody else onto this new culture of food right and and i think that it's kind of twofold right so like one you know you shouldn't be afraid to ask the question where are you from but the one thing that's funny is a lot of times i have some or, or I've, I've been around those types of conversations and someone will say like, oh, I'm Canadian. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say, for instance, you asked me where am I from? And I said, I'm Canadian. The next logical question, where, where are you really yeah, where, from? Where are you actually from? Right. Where are your parents from? And, and I think like, people, no, no. What's your religion? And, and I think that like it's OK for people to say I'm Canadian because being Canadian means, you know, you're a part of this melting pot, this huge diaspora, all that. But I think it's okay to answer the question like, yo, my mom is from Canada, my dad is from Haiti, because I think that like what I'd like to do, especially knowing that we have a daughter who has all of these mixes in her and she's getting, you know, she's getting pieces of culture from all over these places. She already speaks like three or four different languages. (laughs) And and, and the way I see it is like, you know, so she's going to eat turkey dinners and she's going to eat you know, Malaysian food, she's going to eat Haitian food, she's going to eat all of these things. And I think that, like... She loves butter chicken. I, I want to make sure that people really get the best of all of these things. And, and, like, we're enriching each other, right? Because the same way that, like, let's say, for instance, I asked, a, like, a person who's completely white, where are you from? And they're like, oh, I'm white. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they say, like, I'm Irish or whatever the case may yeah. be. But it's not always that, right? Like, I have white friends who are from Croatia, for instance. And right. their culture, like, they put me on to a grip of different things you yeah, know yeah. different kinds of meats and different kinds of ways to approach yeah. things so it's like it's not just like a color conversation it's more so about like how do we learn from each other you know exactly. what i mean and how do we pick out these things that we like and say yo this is better for us this is you know this is a better way of doing things or not even a better way of doing things but like you're you're using that diverse thought yeah. that the world has especially in canada like so much diversity it's like okay let's tap into this diverse pool of thought and like let's pull out some cool shit and like let's experience some right. new things and be open to that right because if it's a closed off conversation where it's like oh where are you from and then i tell the person oh i'm from here and there and they were expecting me to say oh i'm mm-hmm. you know i'm x mm-hmm. or whatever they wanted to and then the conversation yeah. ends it kind of makes me feel like okay well yeah you were just asking because you thought i was what you thought i was something and i'm not that so right. now moving on you know right and I know we're talking about, you know, white people asking uncomfortable questions. There's different looks. There's different type, types of people. So for me, like the whole colorism thing started off early. Right. And the whole, you know, differentiating your looks, your physical traits and, and things like that. And even like your mental and emotional. Mm-hmm. 
it just started off so young and so early. Well, and and I think also like, I obviously being you know um, half black and half white. A lot of my black friends in the summertime would be like, "Yo, I don't want to get too dark. I don't want to get too dark." Like, <laughs> like as if it's sort of like a negative thing. And yeah. I think that like, it, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be a balance, right? And I think that the one thing I'll say, and, and again, maybe this is me being naive, but I think that like we're starting to move more and more as, you know, as as people's race becomes more diluted. Yeah, you have to look differently at things, right? So yeah. you can't just say like, okay you're black and you're white what does that mean exactly you know yeah. what i mean like black could be anything that means yeah. i could be ethiopian i could be haitian i could be i, I could i could be anything right? right so it's a little bit more than that you know what i mean because you know when you want to look at like so we have a we have a small daughter who's who's two and a half and my hope is by the time that she gets to um you know let's say high school for instance mm-hmm. I, I i have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be tough to find someone who's like not mixed one way or another because even if you go back to the like the very beginning of earth like yo everybody's a mix from something Somewhere. like like you know dna animals like human ancestry.com like oh my god <laughs> like ancestry.com if we can all go back we're all mixed with something everybody's mixed and I, they I, say that they say that you know eventually the way we're going everyone's just going to be mixed one day and like all these people who are wasting their energy on differentiating people based on color or race it's just a fucking waste of time because your great grandkids are going to be mixed probably your grandkids too even like my the one person who well i wanted to ask you actually have you ever been in a situation where you've experienced something with someone from a different race and you might have been like oh like that's different or or anything like that or any any i guess point in your life where you were genuinely curious or maybe you think you might have asked an uncomfortable question yourself well i I think that i've always been curious like in a positive way about people's cultures you know i want to know you know why certain people do certain things or you know why people are different um in in a positive way like i'm I'm always down to learn and you know i want to learn more and more so I, i've always yeah. asked those questions but i think that to your point like at the very beginning is like when you're asking these questions in a way that's you know truly curiosity based mm-hmm. i've never been met with any like uncomfortability because it's like okay cool so like italians drink grappa and croatians drink this and you yeah. know my my homies from um congo they do they they eat this kind of food and then yeah. my homie from angola who speak portuguese they don't speak french like learning about all these different cultures you're like okay cool it's i understand so i understand i understand and like and you're so lucky to have had that <laughs> so lucky to have had that and it's cool too because you had such a close relationship with your friends parents as well mm-hmm. so you got to experience it kind of on a new wave like w- among your friends but then yeah. you also got to like talk to the old heads and like get to know them and see how different they were you know compared to your dad and mm-hmm. all the because you know just like india there's a whole bunch of different indians and quote unquote black there's a whole bunch of different you know types of black yeah i guess you could say and it's just cool that you got to experience that well, with your close homies and i think like the most interesting part of not the most interesting part but the, the most interesting um, cultural thing to ever happen to me was kind of like I spent half my life living with my mom and then half my life living with my dad. Right. And man, there were some stark differences, you know, like. Yeah. So my mom, you know, again, she would cook your like typical white food. And when I say white food, I mean like, you know, I would be making craft dinner or she would make like <laughs> turkey or like hamburger helper, like 
I fuck with Hamburger Helper. That's not a popular thing to say, but yo, Hamburger Helper was like lit back in the day for me. You know, I would eat Lunchables and shit like that, like Dunkaroos. Like I, I had these quote unquote like this white food. Um, but then on the flip side of things, then I end up living with my dad, and my mom was very like um, less strict. I guess she would kind of allow me to. You know, explore and kind of make my own mistakes. You were out all the time with your mom, is what it sounds like. I was out all the time, all hours of the night. Whereas, you know, with my dad, my my dad was a lot stricter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then every morning for breakfast, I would eat like boiled plantain and eggs. And like it was a completely different kind of switch, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was interesting for me to kind of experience that from both those perspectives because it just gave me a lot to appreciate from both sides of things, right? Right. So that's why, like now, when we're raising our daughter or like when we're in these conversations, I'm I feel like I'm equipped to handle really anything that comes to me because it's like, well, you know, you embrace these cultures, you you open yourself up to it, and you just you just get you get down with it, you know, like. I think especially now when everybody's so heightened from a sensitivity perspective, you just got to approach these things with open arms because like if you don't embrace it and you try to shut down, then you're going to come off seeming disinterested, rude. Yeah. You're not like you you don't care or whatever the case may be. And if you genuinely don't care, not in a negative way, then don't care. Like you don't don't comment on it. Don't ask about it. Whatever. Just go about your day in your life. Exactly. And like. For me, anyways, and, and this is something that, like, I find super interesting. Now my curiosity is even going further. And to your point, like, it's not racial, racial-based racial curiosity because I feel like I've spent my whole life kind of developing mm-hmm. that. But let's say I meet a friend and he's gay. I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yo, tell me about, like, tell me about this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it's it's interesting to hear from that different perspective to be like, whoa, I'm genuinely interested in this. And, like, right. I have I have a colleague who's who's gay and, you know, I ask questions about being him being gay all the time. And he'll always kick knowledge and he'll always, like, and it's always a lot of people around when we have these conversations and they're super interested because it's like they're afraid to ask him. Yeah. And it's like, yo, ask my man the questions you want to know because, yo, at the end of the day, we're learning that's what i'm saying that's what i meant earlier when i said if it if the opportunity presents itself to you if the conversation starts if the door is open put your fucking foot in the door and you know ask the person do you mind if i ask you some questions about this yeah that is the most comfortable question ever of all time because it could either be yeah man what's up like sure like ask me anything or it could be you know what like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and and, and, and and to your point, it I think that both answers are great answers, right? And nine times out of ten when I've had these conversations, you know, whether it be about race, whether it be about, you know, um sexual preference, whether it be about anything, nine times out of ten, people are like, Yo, I am an open book, you can ask me anything. Yeah. And like they're super happy to discuss because like it's rare, especially nowadays in this like technology-based world where people don't really connect it's rare for someone to give a fuck about you so like when you're talking to someone you're like yo tell me about your experience tell me who you are um and i'm gonna inform myself right right? i think that that's super refreshing as opposed to being like oh where are you from oh i'm canadian where are you really from because clearly you're brown oh my dad's haitian right there okay cool thanks bye like people don't want to ask me about it right and like my uncle um on my dad's side of the family is like a historian like he's super into the history of haiti so like whenever we're in new york and we're with him he's always hyped to school us on the game like yo this that and the other and then like in in canada we had Mikhail jean who was like the governor general of canada who's haitian and everybody's like yo this is crazy this is so huge for us 
and then like you know you obviously you have Barack Obama and Barack wow. Obama was seen as a black president but yo he's mixed right yeah. like Barack Obama was mixed but then it yeah. was even worse that he was Muslim well and th- that's the thing that I, I and like I don't even know from a religion perspective like what that even has to do with it it's just like everybody crazy. everybody's like yo Barack Obama is black it was so it was so wild at the time because there was like so much happiness and hype about it but then the negativity that there was like i would say there was like some negativity but for sure man that little like group of negative people were fucking foul and nasty about it like it was just so awful for them and i was i was younger of course but what what year was that Oh, this is where our history people that listening are like, oh my god, you guys are the worst. Oh my but god, I know. so if Donald Trump was two years into it, then um, two years ago, and then four years into that, so that would have been I don't know x amount of years ago. Oh my gosh! <coughs> but yeah, we anyway, will Google this after. That yeah, <laughs> that affected that even affected us tremendously. And I just thought about that, and I'm like, damn, like us colored people can't win. But at the same time, it was powerful for me. Right. Because I would say, really, maybe over the last 10 years is when there's been more people in my community, for my community to look up to Mm. with that much power aside from Bollywood. Right. Because, you know, hip hop was everything for me growing up, everything for me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, some of my my closest cousins, excuse me. But aside from that, we had Bollywood. Right. And even that, it was, I don't want to say, I was never ashamed. I always was like obsessed with the beauty of our culture, mm-hmm. but it, it was definitely kept behind closed doors because, you know, when I'm showing up to school with oil in my hair or when I'm my mom's packing me a sick lunch back then, it was like <laughs> embarrassing. And, oh, wow, I didn't even touch on what happened today. Like just today we were at a, a kid's party. Right. <clears throat> and Raina was wearing a bindi. My mom loves putting bindis on her. Right. And a bindi is like a, a decorative dot that Indian women we wear on our in the middle of our forehead. Um, it's just meant to. Uh, there's different meanings for different types of bindis, but it's an adornment. It's a form of ador- adorning your, you know, your face. I guess you could Actually, say. Yeah, yeah. And this older girl who's probably like nine years old comes up to my two year old daughter and literally says, <laughs> "What the hell is that?" <laughs> And I was like, you know what? You're Slaps kid. <laughs> wanted to. But I'm like, you know what? You're a little girl. So I was just, I was going to let it slide. But when it comes to Reina, like, I, if it was me, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, whatever. Right. You know? If it was a kid. But I'm like, that's not a nice way to ask a little girl. Right. And she's just like, well, what the heck is it? And it just, like, made me think, like, yo, what are your, how are your parents? And I'm not saying she's a bad kid or anything. But I'm For like, sure. it just the type of conversations that they're having at home must be like that you know like if the child is curious about something that's different but the kid was like like grossed out by it right but it definitely came from i could sense like a form of envy right you know like damn i want to wear a cool bindi like that but i don't know what it is so i'm just be like what the hell is that and i'm like you know same little girl's gonna be at coachella coachella Coachella. in 10 years (laughs) wearing a fucking bindi yeah one and and i think that that's something where and wait i wasn't done sorry sorry that wasn't even that wasn't even the end of it and i was just like you know she's a kid whatever so i schooled her a little bit and that was cool but then i noticed now at this point she's feeling away about reina this two year, she's the youngest one at the party, Dana. Right. And then we're doing another thing. We're making, you know, 
something and i'm like oh dana are you gonna show papa what you made you know and she's a huge daddy's girl so she was like yeah i'm gonna show papa papa's gonna say wow mm-hmm. and the girl's like papa what's a papa? Papa, papa papa like making fun mocking the way dana says papa slaps girl and yeah. i'm like i'm not gonna dumb it down for you and say papa like that's some people say that but that's not how we say it it's papa like mm-hmm. it's just papa and that's how my husband that's how you expect her you know that's how she that's how that's we talk yeah that's it. just that's, that's what she calls me yeah and then she's making fun and it's going on for a few seconds and i'm like you know it's not nice to make fun of the way somebody calls their dad i'm like what do you call your dad and she's like i call him booby like just making something funny up and i'm like that, okay that's weird <laughs> yeah just to like can you give her a to taste sure, of yeah. message? I know it sounds weird that this is a kid, but like honestly, that's where it starts. Like you got to educate your children. If Reina said this is some other kid too, woof, I would tell her. 100%. You know, so I told the girl, and it was only when it offended her that it mattered. Of course, never mind that you're mocking a little two-year-old kid. Right. Thank goodness Reina had no idea what the heck was going on. Yeah, well, but have you ever been in situations where your parents had to school somebody or they had to school you? Yeah. It, it's funny that you were saying that. And, and, and that's what I was, I was getting at was that my mom had a very interesting situation at work. So my mom and dad met working at the hospital. They were both nurses. My dad was a doctor in Haiti, but he came here and he was a nurse because, you know, paperwork and all that jazz is a nightmare. So my mom was working um, with a colleague and her manager asked my mom because her manager was a male said, Hey, listen, can you talk to your colleague that works here? She has a bit of um, like a body odor problem. Um, and I, me as a male having this conversation with a female, it's going to come off wrong. So I was just hoping that you could say something to her. Yeah, that's nice of, of the person to respect that boundary, though. Well, I think so. And, and, and I think that that was the right approach. And my mom Especially was very... Especially back in the day, that's so unheard of. Yeah, and, and my mom was very open to it. So my yeah. mom has a conversation with this lady. Um, and this lady then tells my mom, you're racist. You think I smell bad because I'm black and so on and so forth. Going wow. off on my mom about all this. And my mom was like, okay, cool, yeah, like, you didn't get the message, so life goes on, whatever, yeah. it was what it was. Um, and then one day, just randomly, my dad was picking my mom up from work, and they were in the elevator together. Um, and they get out of the elevator, and then my mom is greeted by my dad, and they kiss, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> um, and my mom was like, oh, I'd like to introduce you to my husband, this is Andre. He black. And the lady was like, oh, this is your husband, and so on <laughs> and so forth. And I just always thought... I always think back to that story because I thought it was so funny that my mom chose not to be like, what, my husband's black? Like, have her back up against the wall. Yeah. My mom was very much like, okay, lady, cool. If you think I'm coming yeah. at you like that, yeah. then cool. Take your space, do yeah. your thing, um, and be offended. Mm-hmm. That's on you because I'm just trying to look out for you kind right. of thing. Um, and, and after that, the lady was trying to kind of like, you know, you know when someone knows they did something wrong, they try to be nice yeah. to you on the low. So yeah. she was always extra nice to my mom or whatever the case yeah. may be. But it's just funny because I, like whenever I'm in those situations, like the one you're in today even, I just think back to that. It's like, man, like people really don't know, you know, like they, they really come at it fucked up and they, they want to be rude or they want to be, you know, disrespectful sometimes because of like, oh, well, you're not like me or you're different right, or right. you're you're trying to single me out or whatever the case may be. But it's just like, damn, like sometimes you just got to ask the questions and come because like imagine if the girl would have approached our daughter and said, hey, that's cool. What's that? That's exactly what I meant. Like, that's what I, I that's what I would have liked. But then it just reminded me of my childhood when people would just be like, what the heck is that? Or, ew, or like, what's this? Or what's that? Or, And now, I remember even my mom would be cooking in the kitchen mm-hmm. every night and all the windows are open in our little apartment and yeah. there's a towel by under the door because, you know, oh, the neighbors complain about the smell. 
Meanwhile, these fucking neighbors are going to the restaurant spending $50 on the same food. Why don't you just pay us and come to our apartment and we'll feed you? 100%. And, and like, that whole, like, oh, my clothes are going to smell like food or whatever the case may be. Like, yo, that's a reality. Like, but for that's me, like, I smell your mom's cooking. And I'm like, damn, like, it's about to be a feast, you yes. know? And even us, like, we cook a lot of different cultures of food. Like, yes. some nights we're cooking white food. Some nights we're cooking Indian food. Some nights we're cooking Haitian food. Like, yeah. we cook everything, you know? And it's funny just because... I, I guess you know we're a little bit more accustomed to it but I, there's gonna come a day where like Reina's like oh my clothes smell like food or 100% or my lunch she doesn't want chicken curry in her lunch or she doesn't want like you know uh, sauce in her lunch or whatever or because she's gonna want yeah but like it's always funny because not not one of my friends that kind of I grew up with doesn't come back around to the fact that they're like damn though this food is so good it's yeah. like it, it's like a, it reminds me of where I came from kind yeah. of thing you know and it's like I, I think now more and more especially as you get older and you find your identity I think you start to realize like what a blessing it is to be different if yeah. you can like if you're able to navigate this and you yeah. have a strong foundation of who you are and I think that like us having a young daughter the the best way for us is to try our best to give her that strong sense of who she is so she yeah. can celebrate these differences you know yeah and it's interesting that you were talking about I guess our family and stuff I wanted to ask you when I don't think I we talk about everything but I don't think I even really sat down and asked you this because in, at the time when I was bringing you into my family I was just more focused on explaining to you what certain personalities were like because right. in my family you know there we're no strangers to addiction and just various you know different immigrant struggle type situations right. and i guess what was your what was your impression coming into the family and there was a lot of people <clears throat> to meet and you still have a lot of people that you haven't met yet because right. most of my family is in malaysia mm -hmm. but what was it like for you because you're already coming from a, a biracial family and you're biracial and now you're coming into my family and you know maybe you're thinking that okay it's going to be an indian family but it was so far from from just a, the average indian family it was like we're open and cool with you know drinking and smoking weed and you know there's all these different things going on and amazing food right but some people had a problem with you and me having a baby out of wedlock and there was just a whole <laughs> bunch of things going on so what was it like for you well the in terms of like the culture shock i guess i mean for me <clears throat> it wasn't really that much of a culture shock so to speak like that's good to know i i mean like it wasn't a culture shock i mean y'all definitely drink way too much tea um, <laughs> it's called cha sorry drink, too, drink way too much cha <laughs> don't get it twisted uh, we don't drink tea we no, drink sorry, cha. Yeah, cha sorry way too much cha especially i don't drink hot drinks um <clears throat> but I, I, what i'll say is that i don't think it was a cultural um like I, I i don't think there was a culture shock i think that it was like something for me to embrace and and just yeah. get more involved in right so like um i think that there was a lot to learn right so like I, I try to think of culturally like where where I, where I had to think about certain things. I think the only time where I really was like, okay, damn, we're we're learning here was mm -hmm. when we had our our wedding at the the temple. Yeah. Right? So you have all these Haitians show up. That was and cool. And your your cousin is explaining to us like Yo. that was cool. I think our our wedding, our local wedding, was the most diverse wedding. Just well, the people there were just from all over the map. And, and like so having this kind of all these things be explained to me as we go 
I'm learning on the fly and I'm like, okay, okay, there's a lot of information. So like, I think our, our wedding that we had at the temple, I had a lot, to, I had a lot of learning to do. And that was the first time I was really like, okay, okay, cool. Okay. Cause about food, you already know that I, I eat any, anything that's not seafood basically. And I know that's a big faux pas, but I, I eat anything that's not, not seafood. So that wasn't an issue or like having conversations. <laughs> I'm very open and like, honestly, shout out to your family and your uncles who are like, you know, they were genuinely interested in me as well and wanting yeah. to learn. Right. So yeah. like, when you walk into that kind of warmth and people embrace you with open arms, you're like, okay, cool. This is, yeah. this is something where we're going to learn from each other. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just, I, I asked because when I met your family, you don't have to have any conversation with them being like, okay, she's the Indian Malaysian lady. <laughs> and you know, this is her culture. This is her background. You were just like, yeah, I want you guys to meet my, my future, my, to be ba- my soon to be baby mama. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and with me, like, I will say I didn't grow up in like a racist uh, household at all. It was Aww. always about colorism and stuff, especially with like my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad has his own battles with addiction and stuff, so he's not really in the picture. Right. But I still made it a point for you to to meet him, mm-hmm. and that's when we told him that we were pregnant. Right. But even then, like nothing was about race. Nothing was about religion. It was just more so. Both of my parents were like. I think you guys should get married just for the family's sake, like for so the family back home doesn't think anything. Mm-hmm. But I also, at the same time, like my grandma, first it was just fucked up for her that we were pregnant. Right. And then later it was like, she saw your picture, so she just assumed you were Indian. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like some people do. Like everybody. But I'm just like, I never, I never in my life was like, I'm going to marry this type of guy. He's going to look like this. He's going to have this job. He's going to be of this... I was just like, I'm going to be with who I'm going to be with. Right. But I think, so this is an interesting, so so I think we're, we're in an interesting territory here. So what I'll say is that you're right. You specifically, yes, you're very open. But what I'll say is that a lot of my friends who are single, for instance, they don't, like maybe they wouldn't approach like a brown or like an Indian girl or whatever the case may be because like stereotypically speaking, like an Indian girl to be with a black guy, that's out of the norm. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Or even to be with a white guy, you know, it's, you know, you see cases of it, like you have cousins. And I so have and so cousins. Forth, I have a lot of cousins, like a couple of cousins married to a white guy. I have a lot of like, you know, friends or acquaintances that I know that yeah. are married to white guys. But I don't really know any other Indian girl that married a black guy right. or is with or openly with a black guy. And like, I think we our situation is like completely against the norm it's like not only were we together but we were like pregnant like three months into our relationship a little different yeah things are a little different different, different. (laughs) but my family honestly i always been the the crazy one in my family and i say crazy because it's according to them but i for me it's just i've always been open-minded and Mm. just cool with everything and also i'm i was always the first one that my cousins would call when you know they were in some weird situation and they're like yo my parents are gonna freak out yeah, when and hits I, the fan. yeah when shit hits the fan my family <laughs> calls me and it's not just cousins it's aunts and uncles too because they know that i'm that my first response is never gonna be like oh my god why did you do that it's just okay how are we gonna go forward <laughs> well, and, and, and i think that in kind of stepping into your family or, or, or whatever the case may be i think because i came from a mixed household that I've always been learning or like I've always approached it from like a learning experience. Right. So like I always have told myself, okay, well, like we're going to learn about these things. Right. So like 
myself and my brothers so to speak and, and I think it's a little different because you know my parents have passed away so like I didn't really have an older generation around me when we were together to be like oh you should do this or you should do that or culturally right. this or culturally that right. it's literally me my brother and my sister talking and like nobody gives a fuck at our yeah. age you know what I mean so like I, I just think that like because I approach it with kind of an open mind and I embrace everything I think that that was kind of what made things a little bit easier for us, kind of me coming into also because I was like, there was no shock. It's just like, I remember being at the temple and they're tying my turban and I'm like, damn, I didn't realize this turban is so long. Like, <laughs> damn, this is a lot of fabric. We're doing the, you know, we're walking around uh, holding the, the, the sacred cloth and I'm just thinking, oh man, I can't drop this Bala. thing because your, 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 your uncles have told me like, no yo, if you drop you do, it, don't this drop is gonna, that thing, so I'm, hold- fail. <laughs> I'm holding onto this thing for dear life. You know what I mean? Thinking to myself, damn, don't drop this, don't drop this or like you know when when our families greet each other in the parking lot yeah. nobody told my family that there's going to be people picking up other people you know Hugging what i mean so other, like yeah. so just little things that were always very cool but i got to really give it to my 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 Haitian family like my mom has always been down obviously she married my dad but one of my uncles specifically has always been so like you know he would take me to like powwows and stuff like that like he's always been so um open to experiencing other cultures and so open to like that richness of that that it's always been like yo this is cool yeah this is interesting this is cool i i genuinely feel like just such a deep appreciation for different cultures like i genuinely do and it's one thing about being like you know our culture being malaysian it's like my dad can speak Tamil mm-hmm. and he can speak a little bit of Mandarin. Right. My my mom's brother can speak full Mandarin. Like my family is so diverse. Right. And like our food, like if I when we go to Malaysia, mm-hmm. my my grandma is going to make my favorite home cooked meal. It's like a Malaysian Chinese infused infused dish and of course she's going to throw some masala in there somewhere, you of know? Course. Like it's just our my whole life has been a whole melting pot and growing up I did notice I only I'm, you know, conscious to this shit now, but my parents always struggle with their identity. They always try to kind of find their way in the Indian cult, in the Indian community. And it's only when we grew up and became teenagers and like as teenagers, we kind of got pushed to the side because like we seemed like we were like just wild and crazy. But, yeah, of course. you know, because our parents like I would, you know, go out wearing a crop top and a skirt and my mom would be like, oh, my God, you look so good. Like, let me take your picture. Like my mom was posting shit on Facebook even before I was, you know. Yeah. Whereas then I'd go and like if I would ever see any of like my my friends in the Punjabi community, I, I don't I'm not saying they would like perceive us as like slutty girls or whatever but they would definitely be like whoa damn like do your parents know what you're wearing did they see you and I'm like yeah it's a fucking crop top and a skirt like you know and and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like hating on anybody for it but I feel bad that a lot of the girls in my community in the Punjabi community would look at me and be like oh no I'm like I can't go out like that I w-, or they would like you know wear a dress and then wear pants over and leave the house like right. it's sad like i hope that our generation is doing it differently because like well, yo what you wear does not define you and i do want to say that this co- the pro- this problem with color mm-hmm. and races it's not going to go away it's just not going to go away and i also don't want you know my white friends or even even my brown friends or colored friends black friends whatever i don't want anybody to think that and I'm saying this in quotations, I see no color. That's a, that's not a thing. You know why? That's not a cool thing to say either. And I know this has even been out there in the media mm-hmm. with, you know, I don't know which celebrities have said that about their mixed kids. Right. You can't not see color because 
Why? Because color is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You should see color. And that goes back to us talking about you need to see color and you need to you don't have to appreciate it, but if you're curious about it, ask the right questions. Ask the right questions. And I think one question at a time will just open each other's minds and seriously, it's see you need to see color. It's a beautiful thing. And I guess we'll wrap up. I did want to ask you something. Okay. I think it's a cute question. Yeah. Cool. What's your favorite thing about being a black man? <laughs> so I can answer my favorite thing about being a white guy and a black guy. Okay, the there we time. go. <laughs> so I think the black guy is obviously the size of my... No, oh. <laughs> um, I, Baby, I, I, we ain't, I, we're not going to share that with the world. I, I think that um, <laughs> my, my favorite part about being... Uh, or, or my favorite experience growing up the way that I did is that on my father's side of the family, which is the black side of the family, the sense of family and the warmth that I get from all my cousins and my uncles, yeah. like there's just such a strong sense of family there. And like they've always embraced me like and just shown me so much love and so much culture, but also like allow me to like just gr- just like, you know, figure shit out. You know, I'm in New York and they're just like showing me different things and giving me different experiences. And I think that like they taught me a lot about like Yo, just being, you know, this is what it is to be Haitian or this is what it is to be black in America or in Canada or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and that's definitely something that like I'll forever embrace, like my love for soccer, like coming from my father and those types of things. Like there's a lot of things that really because like I don't watch hockey. You right. know what I mean, but then like I'll tell you growing up in a white household i play hockey really well like my homies will tell you i'm a great hockey player i used to work at the hockey rink like yo i was deep in it you know what i mean so i i think that like i love both sides of it like i love being able to play hockey and i love being able to cook like a thanksgiving turkey dinner for yeah, you and like yeah. make those staples but also i like being able to understand culture and, and be open-minded and i think without being black i i don't know that it would be as easy for me to embrace different things because right. like you know it's maybe fear of the unknown or whatever the case right. may be but i always think when people see me i am the unknown to them so it's like yo you're starting a conversation with someone that you have you looking at me and you literally have no idea where i'm from yeah so i, think I that, love yeah. that yeah. i love that i love that you appreciate all aspects of both both of your backgrounds yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I think that's so important. And it's beautiful because I'm also appreciating that about, you know, everything that my, both the cultures I grew up in have to offer and what you kind of bring to the table. And Reina is growing up in such a diverse household. Like she has Thanksgiving, Christmas, Diwali. Um, she has the, the Haitian, the soup on New yeah, Year's yeah, Day. So like yeah. like she's, she's literally experiencing it all. And I'm already seeing she's only two and a half, but she does not like look at people in different ways like she doesn't look at people that are different colors or have different features in different ways and i think just if we keep going the way that we're going with her i think we're we were raising a genius basically <laughs> just just saying but like i said this problem's not going to go away i just think we need to when the opportunity is presented put your foot in the door and start the conversation and if you're noticing someone might be uncomfortable um and you're feeling that you could, you know, feel comfortable with having the conversation, ask. Yeah. Just ask. 100%. And, and to your point, I think that, you know, um, being uneducated 
is like it's okay if you're asking the questions because you you genuinely want to have knowledge like yo ask like learn yo you like know, uh, learn. all like all the humans out there we're all like honestly if i could speak to as, like 10 people in a day like one-on-one the shit i would learn oh my gosh i would just walk away with a wealth of knowledge you know that's and i mean anybody under the sun so i want to wrap up and say you know thank you guys for listening i love talking about this stuff i really do i think it's important in all of our communities and i want you guys to comment on instagram messages on instagram let us know what you think and honestly please share your experiences and if there are other parents out there raising biracial children share your experiences um maybe a struggle you've experienced and some positives you've you've kind of overcome or i guess the struggles you've overcome and what the positive outcome has been and give us some tips and advice to share we'll also post some resources we we did look into a couple articles and we gonna find out what year president obama was elected and on that note thank you for listening tribe we love you guys bye